Good morning, everyone. To all our visitors, I want to extend a welcome and let you know that you are an encouragement to us and we hope that we are an encouragement to you. Oh, to be like thee. Our lesson today will be about what it means to be in the image of my father. One of the most exciting verses in the scripture is Genesis 1:27. God created man in his own image. Just think of that, in the image of God. He created him male and female. More than likely, we'll never know or understand all the implications of being created in the image of God. However, we do know some of these implications, and we want to talk about that today. Like God, we have the ability to reason. God created us with the ability to think, to reflect, to decide, to learn, and to know. We may not be able to think omnisciently, knowing everything, but our capacity to reason is a small taste of his ability to reason. And like God, we have a sense of morality. He gave us the ability to know right from wrong. Now, today we see lots of evidence that there are a lot of people who don't seem to know that, but they do have that ability. They're just not using it. Unlike animals that only learn from repetition, reward or punishment, we have the God-given ability within our heart, within our mind, to know right from wrong. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, God wrote some laws in the human heart so that by nature we know some things are right and some things are wrong. He gave us the capacity to love. He gave us the ability to form deep, abiding, loving relationships with him and with one another. And most importantly, he created us with a longing to discover him and become more and more like him. God placed a vacuum in our hearts that causes us to seek him, to find him, and to become like him. Acts 17, 27. God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, 
And as Mitch pointed out in his class this morning, though he is not far from each one of us, we forget that. We don't have to reach out very far, do we? John 1.18 tells us that God sent Jesus into the world to show us God, to declare him. Now, when we're growing up, as we mature, we take on many of the attributes of our parents, the characteristics of them. This is nature's way. God made things that way. So we look like our parents, not so much physically, but a lot of times spiritually. And God created us to look like him by conforming to the image of his son. So listen to a few verses that make this concept a little clearer. Romans 8, 28 through 29. We know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 13, we're told when we reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 2 Corinthians 3.18, with unveiled faces we reflect. And what do we reflect? We reflect the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And in Philippians chapter 2, we are to have the attitude, the heart, the mind, the disposition, and the behavior of Jesus. Our purpose is to look like him. Galatians 2.20, we see Paul saying that, I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So our purpose, one of our main purposes, is to look like our father and his son. We're to become a follower. So how can we, as children of God here in Annapolis, Maryland, become like Jesus and look like our creator? Well, we must decide that this is what we want. Very important. Most of us do not look like Jesus because what we want to be is different than what he wants us to be. 
more than anything in the world do we want to be like Jesus? Or would we rather be like someone else? Who are we trying to look like? Who are we trying to act like? Who is our hero? Is it our Father, our Creator, our God? Or is it some movie star or athlete? Remember Joshua in chapter 24, verse 15? Choose today whom you will serve. We must also change the way we think. In Ephesians 4, 22 through 24, with regard to your former way of life, put off your old self. Be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So we have to change the attitude in our mind. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 23, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. In Proverbs chapter 4, out of the heart come the issues of life. And Paul tells us in Romans 12, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. In 2 Corinthians 3, he speaks about being transformed into God's likeness. So the word transformed in the Greek in these verses is metamorphosis. And that's a change like a caterpillar goes through when it becomes a butterfly. It's a change from the inside out. And we have to accomplish this. But the most important thing to remember is that becoming godlike takes time. And it takes energy. And it takes effort. It's not going to happen instantaneously. When you come up out of the waters when you're baptized you're not godlike it takes a lifetime to become that way god is far more interested in what we are than what we do he is interested in character not career and he made us as human beings and not human doings. And to achieve this takes nothing less than our entire life. So we can't let the world force us into its mold. We can't love the world nor the things of the world. Paul even said we must die to the world. We must die daily. We must become a living sacrifice. Jesus didn't die on the cross to make us feel good. His purpose was much deeper. He came to show us the Father. 
He came to do the will of the Father, and he came to take on the image of, the, of his Father. So here's your application. How can we be transformed into the image of the Father? Point number one, we're transformed by truth, by the word. Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Sanctify them by the truth. The word is truth. And Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 5, the church is made holy, cleansed by the washing with water through the word. And John said in 1 John 1, 7, we are cleansed, forgiven, in the process of walking in the light, in the word. So it's not Bible knowledge that makes us like our Father. That's very important, but it's more than that. It's abiding in the word. In John 8, 31, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, if you abide in my word, you are really my disciples, my disciples indeed. So it means we must accept the authority of the word. We must understand these are not the words of men. These are the words from God. And that it has the power to help us conform to his image. All scripture is God-breathed. We know that from 2 Timothy 3.16. Teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We must apply the principles of the word to our life. Matthew 7, 24, Jesus says, Everyone who hears the words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of the Father. So you have to do the word. Point number two. We're transformed by trouble. God has a purpose behind every problem. He uses circumstances and situations to develop our character, to help us to conform to his image. First Peter 4 and 12 says, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the painful trial you are suffering as though something strange were happening to you. There's a reason for it. 
And Peter also says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith may be proved genuine and may result in praise and glory when Christ is revealed. Some examples. God could have kept Joseph out of jail. He could have kept Daniel out of the lion's den. Could have kept the Hebrew children out of the fiery furnace. He didn't. He could have kept Paul from being shipwrecked. He could have airlifted the Israelis or, or the Israelites into the promised land. He didn't. And he could have beamed us right up to heaven after our baptism. He didn't do that either, did he? And that's because troubles, which we have on life, transform us. They refine us, they remold us, and they remake us in the image of our Father. And point number three, we're transformed by temptation. Every temptation is an opportunity to do evil or to do good. Every temptation is a stumbling block or a stepping stone. Every temptation is an occasion to do the right thing or the wrong thing. Now we know Satan uses temptation to destroy us. But God uses temptation to develop our character. He teaches us to love by placing unlovely people in our life. Ever meet anyone like that? Think of it that way. It's to develop our character, to make us more like God. So, integrity is built by defeating temptation, the temptation to be dishonest, and humility grows when we refuse to give in to pride and boasting. And if you think about it, is there ever character growth when you're living in sunshine? Does your character grow when everything is going perfectly for you? It takes a little trouble, doesn't it? You have to overcome it. James told us in James 1, 2 through 4, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trial, temptations, of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So, we could talk about this all day, but I think the message is pretty clear. So why not begin your journey, if you haven't, 
with Christ today, by becoming a child of God, by faith, repentance, confession, and baptism. But perhaps you've lost yourself along the way. You've given up on the efforts of being like Jesus. Maybe you've allowed the world to force you into its mold rather than becoming like him. And if you need to rededicate your life, regain the purpose God has for you, this invitation is for you. Perhaps you just need the prayers of the church to overcome the world. And very importantly, we have new classes coming up. September 1st, for all ages. Parents, this is the perfect opportunity to meet our challenge today, to begin to be more godlike. Have your children here for those classes. You come yourself. We're going to be studying Acts, and we're going to be studying Genesis. And we're all going to be studying similar things so that when you go home, you can talk about it. Whatever your need is today, please come forward as we stand and sing the invitation song.